Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm your host, Ari Mizell. And I, fair warning, this is an explicit podcast in general, but uh, I am going to start off with some explicit words. So if you're in the car, turn down the volume or put your kids somewhere else for now. I have Ryan Muncie as my guest today, the author of Fuck Your Feelings um, and Master Your Mind, Accomplish Any Goal and Become a More Significant Human, which all sounds like things I like to talk about. So uh, Ryan, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. All right. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. And I'm looking forward to diving into this with you. Yeah. So let's do exactly that. So uh, for for just sort of some context for people, this is this book is a neuroscience based exploration of why some people succeed and others do not. It combines the latest research in science with the real world practices of high performance performers to uh, deliver an engaging, informative user's manual that helps us understand the space between our ears. So Ryan, why you? Why me? That's a great question. Um, I've been obsessed with human potential and human performance for, uh, I mean, I could easily say my entire life, but I really started investigating it um, maybe about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, I went to college at Clemson University. Uh, I grew up playing sports my entire life. I was not a good enough athlete to play at that level. Um, you know, if, if anybody is familiar with Clemson's athletic prowess, uh, you can understand why that was the case. Um, however, my best friend was uh, good enough to be a high jumper there, and he ended up winning the ACC seven times as a high jumper. Um, and through our friendship, I was able to hang out with him in the track team, and uh, I got to witness elite human performance at an arm's length. And it, if, if, if you've ever seen an Olympic caliber or an NFL caliber athlete, you just, as soon as you witness that, you know, you're looking at something different. And that was my first taste, uh, or first exposure to, you know, really true high level performance. And I became obsessed with figuring out how to get there. And, you know, like I said, over the last decade to, to 12 years, not only has that uh, quest for knowledge been in the realm of physical um, performance, but in the realm of business and cognitive performance. Um, I've got a degree in food science and human nutrition. I'm a former gym owner. Uh, I've been a bodybuilder and a fitness model in New York City. Uh, I've had a, the opportunity to do a lot of really amazing things. And um, I, I've had some success um, in my own pursuits, but I've also coached and, and worked with a lot of people who have had success in their own pursuits. And through all of those things, whether it's being a gym owner or a strength coach or a fitness writer, nutritionist, those are essentially transformations. And, you know, I've been able to see what helps people um, and, you know, what typically holds people back. And, you know, this book was an opportunity to distill the research and the science from, you know, academia and compare it with the real world strategies used by 
the Olympic and professional athletes that I've worked with, the uh, the special forces operators that I've had the chance to work with, um, and you know all of the uh, the high school kids that I've helped get college scholarships to play sports. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've really I've gotten to work with. Uh, an incredibly rewarding cross section of humans. And I've seen what works and, uh, what usually holds people back. So this was, uh, I think the most frustrating thing for me is, um, you know, when it's that pain of not being able to do what we want to do with our lives. And, you know, this was sort of a, this is my best effort to help everybody, uh, who has that desire to move from where they are to where they want to be. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's very selling. I have to, I mean, not it, it, that, that really sells me on it. <laughs> so, uh, what, well, I, and again, it, it sounds like you kind of learned by doing, I mean, you obviously have your degrees, but it sounds like you, you just sort of got good at this. Yeah, that's, and that's absolutely the truth. I mean, there's, you know, this from, from your background, I mean, there's, there's no blueprint or there's no playbook or, or you know, program that we can sign up for to, to learn these things. And, um, you know, it's, I think that's what life is. It's just, it's experience and it's, it's who you get to surround yourself with and, or choose to surround yourself with. And, um, you know, we can learn from all of these people, learn from all of these experiences, and then, you know, turn it into, um, you know, a blueprint to help other people. And I mean, had I not been through these experiences or, you know, uh, met and encountered all of these people that, you know, helped compile what is in this book, it wouldn't be possible. Well, and so now why, why fuck your feelings? What's, what, why, what's wrong with feelings? <laughs> well, there's a few reasons. Um, I, I, I can, I'll probably, I'll give you three reasons that that's the title of the book. Um, number one, it's, um, as you read the book, it's in chapter one, we'll talk about, uh, there's a cognitive researcher, uh, neuroscientist, Antonio Damasio, who found out that around 95% of the decisions we make as humans are made based on how we feel in that given moment. And he discovered this by working with some people who had had some uh, injuries to their brain and uh, certain areas that were responsible for uh, feelings and emotions uh, left people unable to make even the most simple decision, even something as simple as, you know, where do you want to go for, for lunch? And what's interesting about that is, you know, typically we would think that being able to remove emotions or feelings would make us robotic and it would help us to be better decision makers. Uh, but the truth is, um, that it actually rendered people uh, unable to make even the, the most simple decisions. Um, so this isn't a book about, you know, Hey, you know, be this macho, you know, 1950s person that, you know, ignores your feelings and, um, you know, doesn't get in touch with, you know, what's going on. Um, it's actually quite the opposite. It's, it's more about understanding what's going on from a biological standpoint, understanding that we are all humans, whether you're Oprah or Richard Branson and, and some successful person, uh, that's still the same organism still wired the exact same way as, somebody who has not yet achieved what they want to achieve with their life and bringing an awareness to this, which then creates choice and, um, allows us to say, okay, this is what's going on, but that's not what's, um, you know, if I choose an action or uh, a step forward, 
based on how I feel in this moment, uh, as opposed to moving forward in alignment with my values and my stated goals. Uh, so that's where the whole master your mind and, and accomplish any goal um, subtitle for the book comes in. Um, and then two other reasons that that's the title. It, that's always been self-talk for me. Uh, it's always been something that I've used to you know, do the uncomfortable thing or uh, make that phone call that I was scared to make. Um, you know, it's just something I just tell myself. You know, I know that uh, if I were to give in to my feelings and not do what I was supposed to do, that that would hinder me from getting where I want to get with my own life. Uh, and the third reason is uh, it's provocative. It, it stops people. Um, and you know there are so many books out there. There's so many books in bookstores or or as you scroll through Amazon. And I wanted something that you know would stand out. Yeah. Um, well, it, I mean, and it does. So, can you talk about polyvagal theory? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I came across Dr. Stephen Porges's research uh, a few years ago, and uh, actually w was lucky enough to interview him uh, on a previous podcast that I hosted, the Optimal Performance Podcast, and. Um, Stephen Porges is a really, really smart guy. Um, actually, back in the 1960s, he discovered heart rate variability, which in the world of uh, you know health and fitness over the last few years has become uh, a very valuable metric, and for good reason. Um, it was funny, you know, when he when he tells the story, he talks about other scientists not believing him and actually telling him that the variability in his data was proof that he was a bad scientist. <laughs> So we have to give him a lot of uh, credit and a lot of respect for uh, being persistent and, and not listening to people who were saying that, you know, he made mistakes in his data collection. Um, but heart rate variability is tied in with polyvagal theory. But essentially what he also discovered was uh, that there were differing opinions on the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It connects the brain and the gut, um, and actually not just the gut, but all of our visceral organs. And what Dr. Borges posited is that there is a hierarchy of how we can respond in any given situation. Uh, the, the first two levels are the most primitive, and they are rooted in our limbic system, that lizard brain. Um, the first one is immobilization. Uh, so like playing possum or freezing. Um, and, uh, what's interesting is that there are a lot of people who have been exposed to extremely traumatic situations, um, military type trauma, uh, first responders. I think he mentioned that he's worked with a few people who were, uh, first responders, uh, during the nine 11 incident, and they actually, uh, lost control of their bowels. And this is a physiological response um, that gives rise to what we mean when we say someone is scared shitless, like you actually lose control of, of your bowels. Um, and, and that is a, a primitive response from our biology. Um, the, the second level of this hierarchy is fight or flight. Um, so, you know, if we use the uh, an example of somebody in a bar, you know, you may bump into, uh, this behemoth of a human in a bar and spill their drink. Um, you know, that, that first response of immobilization might be to, you know, just drop into the fetal position and try to protect yourself. The, the second response may be fight or flight where you either choose to fight this thing or you run away. Um, and, and both of these are sympathetic 
nervous system responses. Um, and again, rooted in that primitive lizard brain, the limbic system, the higher, the, the newest response that we have in this hierarchy uh, as part of the polyvagal theory is using verbal communication to try to uh, reach a solution to either de-escalate a situation uh, or to avoid some sort of, uh, you know, confrontation or whatever to, you know, just to tell that guy at the bar, you know, hey, I'm sorry, my mistake, let me buy you a drink. Um, or, you know, in some other way, talking through this thing. And, and that is using the prefrontal cortex, the neocortex. And, and that is a portion of our brain that has evolved um, much more recently than that primitive lizard brain. Well, so in your daily life, I mean, it, it's, it's always interesting when you're podcasting with somebody that you can hear like the, the calm sort of timbre of your voice. Do you find that you... Uh, are less reactive, I guess, in general because of this? Well, I would say yes, but only because of, you know, part of what you just mentioned is that, that it, there's an awareness there and, you know, and that's, that is really what I want people to take from the book. And, you know, again, going back to that first answer of, you know, we're, we're all the same organism. We're all wired the same way. My biology is, no different from yours and ours is no different from, you know, a listener's and no different from, you know, pick your favorite famous person, you know, whoever you want to be, Richard Branson, Oprah, Elon Musk, whatever. But the thing that separates us is how we deal with, you know, our environment and the choices that are in front of us. And, um, in my daily life, am I different because of this? I would have to say yes, because, of that awareness, being aware of that and reminding myself of that when things pop up. And then it is awareness that gives us choice. And that's where the power lies. We, we have to realize that either we are in control of this thing and we're steering the ship or these feelings and emotions, this primitive lizard brain is going to direct us on its own. So for me, learning that it was a no brainer to just say, okay, well, I'm going to take control of this thing and, and I'm going to write my own story and I'm going to dictate, you know, the path of my life. I don't want to let, you know, this primitive biology, you know, running subconscious patterns and, and belief systems guide me. Um, you know, because if that's the case, we're never going to get where we want to get with this life. Yeah. Uh, are, are you in a relationship, Ryan? I am. I'm married. Um, been with my wife since 2009. Uh, got married in 2016, so almost two years. And and do you, how how do you see this playing out in your married life? Well, I'm really fortunate. My wife is smarter than I am, and uh, she is an internal she's an internal medicine uh, physician. So we can have some some really cool conversations. Uh, when we met, she was a yoga instructor um, and a group exercise instructor. So you know, fitness, uh, meditation, health uh, these things have always been a part of uh, her life, and and you know, big things that you know we bonded over um, as we um, began our relationship. So. Um, what's really cool is that we get to learn and explore these things together, have these conversations and, you know, build them into, um, you know, our relationship and the practices that we put in place to you know, strengthen our relationship and, and make it one that grows and builds over time, um, 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to keep going. Sorry. Um, and well, so um, in, well, I, I mean, and like any couple, I imagine you have fights, right? So like, how do you, are you able, like, how does that play out in that? I'm, I'm trying to get very specific here, obviously. So yeah, yeah. how in like that, uh, does that play out? Are you sort of so, stop and... So- yeah. Um, my, my wife's name is Donna. Donna is, uh, she is incredibly fiery and passionate. Um, and I, that's one of the things I love about her and you're right. I mean, it's look, we're, we're married and in like any relationship, there will be, um, conversations that aren't as pleasant as others. But what's funny is, um, I, I refuse to, to yell or to scream or to argue. And there are so many times where she just she'll actually stop. Um, I, I don't, there's, there's no way to say this without making it sound like she tries to pick fights. That's not <laughs> the case, but, but you know, when, when she tries to bring things up or, you know, if I make her mad or uh, for whatever reason, um, she gets in, at first more upset that I won't engage in an argument, but then eventually just starts laughing and, you know, sees that, um, I guess what I'm getting at is that the way that this manifests is that I, I just, I refuse to argue. Um, you know, I, I will stay calm because I understand that whatever that thing is that is creating an emotional response in the moment is something that needs to get sorted through. But at the end of the day, it, it's, it's not something that, you know, I will allow to negatively impact my relationship with my wife or a friend or, you know, anybody else. So I think it, it does allow me to sort of stay calm in moments of, um, you know, in, in emotional or, uh, you know, I don't want to say distress, but you know, highly charged moments. Yeah. Well, but, but doesn't that run the risk of like invalidation then? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so because again, it's what I'm, what I'm practicing is being able to really zoom out and, and keep things in perspective. Yeah. And that's, it's, which is very hard. It is, it is. And, and I think it's, you know, I, I do want to still be able to zoom in and say, you know, look, I understand, you know, what you're saying and, and why you're feeling this way. But, and, and that's really what I want to try to get at is, is the root of what's going on in these moments. You know, why do you feel this way? Um, what have I done to make you feel this way? Or, um, you know, what is causing this response? And then how do we get to what the real root of that matter is. And, um, Donna's background in, in medicine, um, you know, she's, uh, she's a doctor of, uh, osteopathic. So she's a DO, uh, not an MD. And her approach to medicine is very much, um, like a functional medicine doctor or, uh, you know, where she wants to find the root cause. She's not one of those, um, you know, let me write a prescription and slap a bandaid on it. So, you know, she, she is used to thinking that way. So, um, I, I think, uh, we're, we're pretty fortunate in, in the way that, you know, we both kind of think and, and have the same approach to, uh, relationships and, and working through things. Well, and so somebody reading the book, what are some of the practical things that they're going to get in terms of being able to model that in their own lives? Yeah. So I did my best to provide, um, what I call tools. I like calling these things tools because I think it puts the responsibility on the user to understand, um, their function and application. Um, if, if we can own something, if we can own the information, uh, then we can apply it and implement it in any situation. Um, 
and and decide when and how to do so as opposed to me just saying uh you know oh you need to eat a salad or you need to do this workout um you know i never want people to have to rely on me as the nutritionist or the trainer or you know the personal development guru whatever you want to call it um you know i want people it's it's that old adage of teach a man to fish and he can feed him feed himself for life so so these tools are presented in in the book in ways that you know, first we start with the science, uh, helping people understand that, that biology. So then if you can own that information, then you can identify what your own needs are, and then you can choose the right tool for the job. So some of the tools that are in the book, um, yoga, meditation, um, breathing, cold therapy, uh, movement, these are all things that we can utilize to change our physiology which can then change our mental state. And, you know, one of the things that we explore early in the book is the fact that feelings from a neurobiological perspective are defined as mental experiences of physiological or body states. So quite literally, our physiology dictates um, our feelings or our emotional state. And if we can understand that, then, you know, we can start to... Um, investigate how we're feeling and what that state is. And then we can say, okay, well, is this where I want to be? Uh, do I want to, to be in a different way? Um, and if we do, then we can start to identify which tools can help us move in that direction. Maybe it's, you know, listening to the right music for that day or, um, you know, doing cold exposure or just focusing on your breathing if we're, you know, feeling too stressed out. So there are uh, around 10 or 11 different tools in the book uh, that, that folks can learn how to implement so that they can, um, you know, take control of their physiology and their mental states. So what are, and this is the last question I always like to ask is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? We've already talked about awareness. I'll, I'll highlight that as one. I mean, I think it's, it's really hard, um, to be effective if you're not aware of, you know, what's going on. Uh, you know, we talk, we mentioned special forces, uh, people, um, you know, I've been fortunate to work with a, a lot of people in that community. And I mean, it's situational awareness is what they would call it. And, um, you know, whether you're an athlete or an entrepreneur, uh, or special forces person, it, it's very difficult to be effective if you're not aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Um, I think number two, I would say, understanding goal and context. So, you know, using maybe nutrition or fitness, um, as the arena for this example, uh, you know, we have so many people talking about, well, this is the right diet, or this is the right diet, or you need to work out in this way. Well, why, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, what's the goal? Um, you know, if you wanted to use the business arena, you have people talking about, uh, whether or not you need social media or you need to run ads, or you need this you know, whatever software as a service, um, go, go a level deeper and understand, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Why are you doing these things? Um, and I think that will shed light on helping to make a better decision as to whether or not, um, you know, you need to do that particular thing. So goal and context is, is always important. And then third, I would say values, um, define your values and those can serve as, um, not only a compass to help guide you in the right direction, but they can serve as um, a screen or, or a vetting process to um, help understand if 
opportunities or or people um, are the right things to say yes to. Um, you know, you you define those values one time, and um, you know then they can help keep you aligned and make sure that the choices you're making, um, you know, are moving you in the right direction and um, not you know leading you astray or, or off track. Yeah, well, that's. That's very, very helpful. Thank you, Ryan. So where can people find out more about you and also, of course, get the book? Yeah, so the book is available on Amazon right now. Um, we just sold out at Barnes & Noble, so um, hopefully they'll, they'll be back in stores. Um, and my website is ryanmuncie.com. Instagram is at ryanmuncie underscore. And my podcast is The Better Human Project. So any of those places. Awesome. Well, Ryan, hey, thank you so much. That was great. All right. Thanks for having me, man. This was a blast. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. If you'd like to get more done in less time, join our exclusive community of entrepreneurs and visionaries, the Less Doing Labs. It's free and just for you. Go to lessdoinglabs.com slash more done.